Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Cross Point Church Scripture Podcast. So glad to have you. Man, if you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Do you have to be a part of Cross Point Church to listen to Cross Point Scripture Podcast? No, you don't. I promise we will not kick you off. We're so glad to have you here. And uh, if this podcast is helping you, why not recommend it to a friend? Uh, we don't make any money at all off of it. We just like to forward um, being committed to the habit of scripture reading and meditation every day. And we just want to be a part of that going forward in the church of Jesus Christ because we believe it can only strengthen us. Okay, so that's what we're about. And if you're about that too, welcome in. Or if you're just curious want to get started, hey, you could do worse than be here. Um, we are reaching way back today. We're going back to Job. Um, Bible nerds out there will know that there's some talk that maybe Job might be the oldest book in the Bible. I, I don't know if that's true. I like sound of it, but um, I've, I've read that in several places. And I love getting back to Job and the Old Testament because these are high mountains in the Bible. Uh, you hear, you know, the Bible's got places that are easier to understand, some harder. Job is a mountain peak. That's not just my opinion. You'll find that everywhere. Um, there's so much in Job. Um, it's this huge, totally cool, poetic um, story slash debate slash, you know, theological explanation of, you know, why do good, bad things happen to good people? You know, there's a spiritual war going on that we are just a part of. Um, there are things going on in this universe that we don't know and have no control over there. You know, it just goes, woo, you know, and it gets all the way down on ground level too. Suffering, deep suffering. What does it mean? Uh, the mystery of an almighty God who's all good, all powerful, and yet there's evil in the world. This touches, Job touches on it. And so don't let anyone tell you that Job is just a depressing book or, you know, people try to, um, you know, they try to chop it down to size. And I understand that. We're all human. Try to bring it down. Don't like things that we don't understand. But I'll tell you what, all in all, Job is just one of the mountain peaks of the Bible. And so you're not going to get it in five minutes. You're not going to get it in, you know, five years. you got to just devote yourself to it, read, meditate, walk away on occasion, <laughs> um, ask around, and, of course, uh, listen to the Crosspoint Church Scripture Podcast. <laughs> okay. All right, let's get into it before we run out of time. This is from Job chapter 33, um, verse 4. Okay, Job 33, verse 4. The Spirit of God has made me. And the breath of the Almighty gives me life. Isn't that cool? The Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. Now, as far as um, a scripture of the day goes, man, this is pretty much a perfect one. It, you know, if you know anything at all about Christianity, maybe even if you don't, this is a this is a pretty understandable and powerful bite-sized piece that's all contained in one verse. The Spirit of God has made me. Good thing to teach your kids. And the breath of the Almighty gives me life. It's a good prayer. Isn't that a good prayer? Something to wake up in the morning and you get stormed by all the things you have to do today. What if you just answered back, the Spirit of God has made me and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. You know, I've had my struggles with anxiety and depression, especially depression. This is something I could say back to my depression. It's not a cure, won't wave everything away, but I just like the sound. I like how this is kind of putting that, pushing back and putting that light out there. Okay, that's awesome. 
But here's the deal. Context can be so important in scripture reading because, listen, Elihu is one, is the guy saying this. This is a speech that's coming from Elihu. And this is one of Job's quote, and I'm using quotes here, friends, which the book of Job goes to show us that Job does not apparently really have any real friends because when these horrible things come upon him, he's a righteous man. He serves God in, with a sincere heart. He has a lot of kids, a lot of wealth. And the devil approaches God and says, what about your servant Job? He only serves you because he's rich and doing good. God says, that's not true. Devil says it is. Let me take some stuff from him and you'll find he'll curse you to your, to your face. God says, go ahead, take his stuff. And I, he's not going to curse me to my face. Already we're in the deep waters, aren't we? <laughs> Isn't that deep stuff? Sheesh. So that is um, kind of the, the general background of the book of Job. And so this has happened to Job. He's had his stuff, even his children removed from him. And he's a broken man, as, as any of us would be. He won't curse God to his face, but he's a broken man. He's having a hard time. And his, like I say, I, I have to keep using quotes here because you can only hear my voice. His supposed friends, there we go, come around him and they just begin to pick at him, basically. They're looking to find, you know, this has got to be your fault, Job. See, these, these friends are ignorant, as we often are, about what's really going on in the world it's not like in no one's problems are over their fault. What I'm saying here is these guys are speaking without knowledge that they need, so they're not showing wisdom. They should just have compassion on their brother and, and try to see what's happening. But instead, they bring these accusations. Surely you've done something wrong. When they don't know, we've already been in the throne room of heaven and had God himself say, no, Job's blameless before me. Uh, he's a good man. He's, he's my man. And we don't know that he's actually going through a deep and dark trial here, that the devil is trying him, sifting him as wheat. And so the friends are opening their big mouths and they're causing trouble. They're not helping. And so here's what's interesting is this verse is great. It's true. It's deep. It's powerful. But it's coming out of the mouth of one of the villains of the story. <laughs> Isn't that great? Elihu is saying the spirit of God has made me and the breath of the almighty gives me life. Okay. Someone, and I can't remember who, has said that truth is truth even in the mouth of the devil. And that's right. So it's not like this is untrue because Elihu is saying it. I'm just pointing out the power of context when it comes to the Bible that we really need to look at the larger picture so that we can know um, before we just go with something, we need to know the context. So Elihu goes on here and he makes this big um, speech. It's really good stuff. Here, listen, to, I'll, I'll read the first uh, seven verses because it's, it's, it's good stuff. It's not like Elihu's a dummy. He's got his theology right in some ways. So listen to this. But now hear my speech, O Job, and listen to all my words. Behold, I open my mouth, the tongue in my mouth speaks. My words declare the uprightness of my heart, and what my lips know, they speak sincerely. The Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. Answer me if you can. Set your words in order before me. Take your stand. Behold, I am toward God as you are. I, too, was pinched off from a piece of clay. Isn't that cool? Behold, no fear of me need terrify you. My pressure will not be heavy upon you. And he goes on and he keeps trying to pick at Job and things like that, which I would love to get into. We just don't have time here. But I just thought that was a powerful way um, to show you the power of context in the Bible. All right, where can we see Jesus in these verses? Um, for one, you know, obviously Jesus would sign on to the spirit of God has made me and the breath, the almighty gives me life. Okay. That's something he would say and agree to, but here's another way. And 
um, like I said, there's always multiple ways you probably see Christ in these verses, but remember, here's what we need to remember. In the same way that Job's friends thought they were serving God by picking at Job, who was being afflicted because God wanted to illustrate something for us, Jesus was afflicted because God was showing us something through him. And the religious authorities of, of his time, the good theology people, the, the deep Bible people, not all of them, but a lot of them, they picked at Jesus. They used good theology, what they thought was good theology, and the Bible to pick on and go after and accuse and condemn the Son of God. So we, we learn a big lesson both from Job, even just from seeing this good verse 4 in the middle of a guy doing the wrong thing with good theology. We learn this huge, deep lesson from the life of Christ that being devoted to the Scriptures is awesome. It's the right thing to do, so you don't stop from that. We don't turn back. But we treat it with the utmost caution going, I could know the Bible, I could memorize the whole Bible, and I could still be a devil. Isn't that wild? So it's not the act itself. And I could be devoted to the Bible. I could listen to every single episode of Crosspoint Scripture Podcast and still not have my heart towards Christ. And that's a steep warning. Um, Good theology does not necessarily, hear what I'm saying, necessarily make us a good Christian. It could make us one of the people who, who persecuted Christ. And so we just have to be careful. It, again, well, I love good theology. I'm a theology nerd. I do, even my, in my spare time, I read Bible commentaries, okay? I love all this stuff. But I have to do it with a constant eye towards the fact that I could do all that and, and still be, um, it, it doesn't make me a better Christian necessarily, all right? It's not one in and one out. All right. Appreciate you guys listening today. Like I said, Job is awesome. Just prepare yourself. Get your mountain climbing gear on if you go after it. Take your time. Don't get nuts. Some people get into Job and they get crazy because they don't like something or they don't understand something and and they just throw it down and get mad or make or get really bad ideas about God in the Bible when you just need to slow down. A lot of great minds before you and after you have looked into Job and with the help of God's Holy Spirit, see beautiful, beautiful, but hard things. Yeah. Hard, deep, beautiful. All right. All right, guys. So glad to be with you. See you next time.